You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today's episode, I have a discussion. I wouldn't call it an interview because it's not an interview. It's a discussion with our head TripAdvice coach, Eric. That's right. Eric's back for another episode. We did one a month ago. In that episode, we talked about some tips for a first date. And today, as you've seen from the title, we are talking about instant fixes to your dating profile to increase matches. And let me tell you, they are pretty instant in the fact that we're going to be going over your profile, the actual bio, so things you can start working on right now, or at least things to remove. A lot of guys make quite a a lot of mistakes with their bio and the things they write in it. You're going to learn about that. You're also going to learn about what to put in your photos in terms of what's attractive, what's not attractive. Honestly, in this episode, you're going to learn more about the mistakes that guys are making. And so that's what you're going to be learning. So I want to make sure, or I should say we want to make sure, both Eric and I want to make sure that you are not making these mistakes. So that would be the first step to make sure that you're getting more matches. Got to make sure your bio and your photos are handled. Obviously, there's other mistakes that you could be making. We didn't go into those like messages and what to message and how to respond to messages and how to texture to meet up. We just couldn't fit it all in this, but maybe we'll do that for the next episode. We'll see. And I'm just excited to be doing another episode with Eric, being able to talk about this stuff. Like I said, Eric is the, I put in air quotes, new trip advice coach. I only say new because he's new to you. You haven't heard him, but he's been working with trip advice for about a year now, coaching guys and just turning them into machines. I mean, he's been getting guys such good results. Guys who have worked with him have gotten girlfriends. We had one guy who worked with him for about six to 12 weeks, got a girlfriend. Another guy had big problems with getting into the, I like to call it, well, the friend zone, but also the not interested zone on first dates. So this guy was getting really not anywhere past the first date. Once he worked with Eric, he was taking girls home on the first date and on the second date. So pretty incredible what Eric has been able to do. And I feel like he's my secret weapon. It's not easy to find guys out there who can really be an amazing coach. And he's just a guy who cares. That's why I like him so much because we do care about everyone that comes into the coaching program and we care about you, all guys who are listening to this podcast. So thank you for listening and thank you for trusting Trip Advice with all this advice. I know there's a lot of people that you could be listening to and, and maybe you are. And that's good. You should be getting information from different resources. But just like I always say, none of this means anything until what? Until you're actually using it. So when you listen to some of the advice today, some of the mistakes in your dating profile, fix it. See what happens. Make sure you're always testing new things. That's the key to getting success in your dating life is by always testing or changing things when it's not going the way that you want it to go. The definition of insanity, folks, it's doing the same thing over and over and what? Expecting a different result. So got to tweak, got to change, and we're going to give you some tweaks today. Before we get into that, as you know, Eric is one of our coaches here. I'm one of your 
coaches here at Trip Advice. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to try to guess or test or waste any time trying to guess and test. If you want to just get right to the point, if you want to get to the point where you're just getting faster results and you don't want to wait anymore, you know what to do. Or maybe you don't because maybe this is the first episode you've ever listened to. But if you do know, go to coachedbytrip.com and there you'll be able to work with either myself or Eric and we'll be able to help you in the coaching program. So don't hesitate. Go there and apply today. And one of the team members here, possibly me, will be on the phone with you to see if coaching is in alignment with you. We only sign up people we know we can help. And when we know we can help you, you have no idea the possibilities we can get for you in your dating life. Good, good Lord. We have gotten, guys, crazy results. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply to work with us today. And now, without further ado, here's my interview. Uh, interview. See, I'm so used to saying that. Here's my discussion with Eric, Trip Advice Coach, talking about mistakes, tweaks, things to do to your profile. Coach Eric, what's up, man? Good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you for having me back. Excited to do this yet again. Yes. Well, hopefully we're going to be doing these at least once a month. The last one that we did together, we talked about mock dates and just how to have better first dates. From what I've heard, good reviews. So people really liked it. They liked the advice. It was fun to finally introduce you to the listeners. It's been a long time coming. So I'm happy to, to do this again and just keep chatting with you because you got such good information so what are we talking about today i wanted to piggyback a little bit off of what we we're doing last time last time was all about going to the women and asking them for their feedback for the ones that actually go on these mock dates with our clients right mock dates of course they can be done virtually ideally they're done in person but you know sometimes people can't do that but what we have here are just panels of women who are actually going out to their restaurants and so they're seeing firsthand kind of what some of the men are doing wrong and they're also seeing what the men are doing right you know that really helps us bolster the strengths of the clients so i thought we would continue in that way a little bit another service that i had been running for years is what i call a profile panel review and this is not something i've really been doing currently right but it's it's something i've done for several years and i've, I've slowed it down a little bit because i feel like i've learned so much from these women. So I, I tend to run them a little bit less often these days, but I have years of feedback. Okay. And so what a, a profile panel review is exactly, it's when a client hires a panel of women, that's typically going to be 10 to 20 women. And I will distribute their profile to this panel of women. The women each give an individual review. They send their reports back to me. And then I summarize that into a statistical friendly form and something that can be delivered, right? And interpreted easily by the client. So I cool. wanted to do maybe a little bit of feedback on that. What are some of the most frequently cited issues that these women are seeing in male profiles? Awesome. Cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Good to dive into that. I want to mention too, I know that uh, people are listening to that one episode about mock dates. And we did mention that in the coaching program that we have that we do mock dates we don't necessarily do it with every client. I should just mention that just because sometimes 
people aren't there yet, right? Clientele just aren't there yet and don't need to be necessarily working on mock dates because if you're not getting any dates and you're not doing the approaches or meeting women, there's no dates happening. There's a lot more work to be done. So sometimes we do that with clients. Sometimes we don't just know that that's more optional when you join the coaching program. And yeah, I'm just excited to talk about this today. So before we dive in, I'm curious, what made you come up with this? So you said you've been doing it or you did it for a while. What made you come up with, all right, let's get these, let's get feedback from women. Like when did that, that lightning strike? Um, similar to the mock dates themselves, this was an idea I had almost immediately when I became a coach some years ago. This was in the way of my training, which really, you know, has just kind of urged me to be scientific, right? Where are you getting your data from? Why is your data good? What's the evidence to support your theories and your ideas, right? We don't want to just make things up because that doesn't help anyone, right? If you're just making ideas up simply because they sound nice. So because obviously the women are going out there on dates with men and they're really the ones who are viewing thousands of male profiles, literally over a thousand profiles by the month, obviously depending on your urban environment where you are, it makes a lot of sense to go ahead and survey the women to get their, their input. Now I want to preface this Okay, because it's important just, again, trying to be scientific here, asking for any any given women opinion as an individual is not useful scientifically. Okay, everyone. hundred <laughs> percent. We can and, definitely and agree on that. Is, yeah, women really speak this way, kind of like, you know, oh, I am a woman. I know the way other women think. No, there's millions of you. And as it turns out, you all have individual preferences. Right. Um, and so just because you're a woman doesn't mean, you know, what other women want. And I've now really proven that to myself by running these panel reviews where one woman actually does say something a complete opposite of what another girl said. Maybe one hated it, the other loved the profile, right? So there's so, definitely- so it sounds like this is why you need to collect from multiple women so you can try to see some patterns because you might have exactly. that outlier piece of data that's like, oh, she just she's just not into that look. You know, maybe like no picture from this one client is gonna look good. So you know, that's going to be your outlier case, it sounds like. Exactly. And it's also the reason why we need to caution all of our clients and everyone listening to this podcast not to just go seek individual opinions from women. Okay. That's not going to help you. You need the numbers. The statistics mean everything and we're nothing without them. Okay. I'll say this too, just to add on to this. And I feel like this is deja vu from what we talked about uh, four weeks ago, but it, it just begs to continue to be said is that women have a very hard time explaining what actually gets them attracted. So even if you were to have, and I'm not talking about physically, I feel like what what you're about to go over is something a little bit different, but I'm talking about when you're talking, so this is kind of a separate side note. When you're talking to a woman and ask her, you know, her advice on how to attract a woman and she gives you some tips, you know, a lot of them say, do say the same thing that doesn't necessarily work. Because in their head, they don't want to ever give any kind of, well, first, they might not know, or they just don't want to give any kind of polarizing advice. So there's one piece of advice that a lot of women say, a lot of people in general say like, oh, you just be yourself and the girl will like you for you. And it's like, you can't really do anything with that advice. And a lot of guys don't do well with that advice. It's like, okay, that's cool, but you're off with some bad boy. And so what's he doing, right? And they can't describe it. They don't understand what's 
what's really triggering these emotional spikes that's building attraction. So this is why it's very dangerous to talk to any woman about what attracts them to get that advice. And even beyond that, anyone else, because I don't think a lot of guy friends who don't study this stuff or know this stuff will necessarily give the right advice too. You'll hear guy friends say the same thing. Oh, just be yourself or just be funny or just make her laugh. And and maybe some of that stuff works, but is it really going to push you over the edge? And listen, don't even take this advice. If you don't believe me, go try to get advice from those people and try to implement it and just see if it works. But also the problem is, is I don't feel like they, they give very specific advice. It's like, well, be yourself. I don't know what that actually means, right? So anyway, just a little kind of warning. Wanted to add that on there. But I feel like, again, for this, Eric, this is a little bit different because, well, why don't you, you explain why you think it's different? Yeah, so this, this of course, is oriented towards just the profile, nothing but the profile, right? So there's maybe not as much depth in terms of, okay, we can ask this question, how do you make the girl laugh, right? I mean, we can have an entire podcast episode dedicated to just that alone, but it's going to vary from person to person. So the information we're getting here is a little bit more surface because, of course, they are just using the profile itself. No, that's very appropriate because a lot of women are really only spending five seconds on the profile, right? They're not going to get to know you on a deep level, not through a profile, not when they have thousands of more to look at and they're only giving you a few seconds, right? The date itself is the time where they get to know you better on a deeper level. So they are going to make decisions, though, based on some of the surface stuff that they're skimming on the profiles, right? So just that in itself, in its own right, is very powerful and important, Okay, it's the hook. It's getting them to want to meet you to begin with, right? Yep, exactly. Cool. Let's let's dive in. What I'll do here, I'll, you know, go over just a few things that I see really are commonly cited. So obviously things differ from profile to profile, and I've done literally hundreds of these, right? But I'm going to go ahead and cite some of the most frequent I guess we'll call them complaints, okay? Things that need to be corrected on profiles coming from men. Okay, so the first one is profiles that are too long or wordy or that use a lot of generic statements. And and here's the thing. When they're really long or wordy, that doesn't necessarily mean they're giving good information. So the specific complaint here is that your profile could be verbose, it could be long, it could be wordy, but it's still not actually giving her information about who you are, and therefore she cannot make a decision about whether she should date you or not. When this happens, do you think women are going to go ahead and write you a message and say, hey, can you clarify some things? I'm trying to decide if we should go on a date, or do you think they're just going (laughs) to swipe left? Yeah, no. Next. Yeah. Yeah, they literally have a thousand other profiles by the month to look at, if not more, right? So, so I'm going to, I'll read you a quick expert here just to see what that looks like, okay? Yeah. Um, I have an actual profile from a former client of mine here, very intelligent guy, very fascinating career, probably a lot of great hobbies in there. But here's what he wrote in his profile I am a perfectly normal human male from this planetary system. My spawn makers endowed me with traits that are perfectly within the appropriate number of standard deviations to neither appear deviant nor bland with the exact number of limbs that are expected of the species of this orbiting spheroid. And then he wrote a whole bunch of other things, too. His talents, things he's really good at, learning new things, not imagining pink elephants, giving the benefit of the doubt, etc. It just goes on. 
So he's obviously trying to go for some humor here. It fails. But more importantly, you have just paragraphs of this guy talking about, you know, mentioning words that mean absolutely nothing. We still don't know who he is or what he actually likes to do or what his personality is like, what his interests are, right, by, by reading something like that. So we've got a lot of lengthy profiles here that are just not descriptive, despite the fact that they have an above average amount of words in them, okay? So that's frequently cited by the female review panel, okay? Sometimes they say things like, I can be lighthearted or really serious, what does you that, know what that is? Mean? Well, that's like a, that's like a cold read. So what's what's interesting, okay. is, Eric? Do you know what a cold read is? Um, yeah, I've I've never really discussed it through the context of profiles, but neither have sure. I. But in the cold read is something that applies to everyone. So it's like that's actually right. an old. Uh, that's like actually a very old pickup technique, and I think it, it can still work. Okay, if, if you use these generic cold reads. It sounds specific enough that if you mention to a woman like, oh, I bet you you're a person who's, wait, what was the, what did they say again on the profile? Here he said, oh, I'm, I'm lighthearted or I can be serious. Right, lighthearted or serious. So you can say that to her. But like, I bet you you're someone who's like super lighthearted, but you can, you can get serious at times. And the girl's going to be like, oh my God, yeah, that's totally me. It's like, of course that's you. That's everybody. That's, that almost describes most people on earth. Right. It's like, yeah, you're right. Everyone's a little bit of both. It's like the another example of a cold read could be, you know, you like to go out and, and party with friends and have a good time. But you also know how to sit home and kind of relax and and, you know, spend time by yourself to, to recharge. It's like, yeah, most people kind of have that going for them. That's, so anyway, that's right. Yeah, it's funny. It's not really connected, but it's interesting that you had to say that in your dating profile. It's so generic. It's. It's not interesting. And the women are noticing that. They're complaining. I've got proof here. They're actually complaining, and I'm getting just tons and tons of feedback on this. Just women are saying, I wish men would stop writing this stuff because I don't know who they are. I don't think there's a lot of tactic behind it, as in mo- not necessarily men are trying to use some type of you know, pickup technique in the profile, but they're just not effective at writing. Right. So I, I often refer to those as generic traits. You know, oh, I'm very adventurous and very open-minded, love trying new things. Well, who doesn't, right? When what does that stuff mean anyway? Adventurous, very, very ambiguous kind of term there. That can mean a lot of things. So a lot of profiles crammed with not only a little bit of this kind of cold reading generic advice or, or statements, but a lot of it actually, paragraphs of this stuff, right? Just quickly, you're losing their attention span, okay? Because yep. your profile in the end just looks like every other profile they're coming across times a thousand more, right? So, yeah. I should mention too, you know, what we teach in the TripAdvice coaching program is an actual template that helps you not have any sort of generic type of wording or sentences in your profile so guys if you're in the program we'll teach you how to do that and we have like a whole kind of mad libs plug and play easy copy and paste template but yeah let's let's keep going yeah yeah absolutely and and one great lesson from that is just sometimes less is more we don't need to keep this profile multiple paragraphs it's just it sometimes helps to think about it like a resume. The point of the resume is to be clean and easy to read, right? So that someone can skim it and make a decision. Are they going to kind of call you back? Okay. And if you have too much length in there, it's going to fail. They're not even going to want to read it, right? Yeah. Because they have, of course, a hundred other resumes in that pile they need to look at. A very similar concept. Okay. 
So another one here, another big piece of criticism is any profile that's going to be too showy, okay, or insincere, or maybe even using forced humor is going to hurt you. So you can be showing a lot of ways. Anything that looks like you're bragging about something is not going to be great. Your accomplishments, your achievements are great, okay? But those things, they are insinuated at some point. She may have to actually go on the date with you to find out about some of those things. But if you, for instance, we see this a lot, right? and, and Trip, I know you're going to agree with me here, shirtless photos, okay? A lot of shirtless photos out there. If there's any women listening to this podcast, I know there are, they're groaning because they see all the shirtless photos. Really common mistake here that men make by including those shirtless photos. And the reason why they're doing that the reasons vary, but for some of them, it's because they actually, they maybe they do have some muscle definition and they're trying to show that off, okay? But the point is, it looks showy, it looks like you're bragging, and women don't like that at all. They don't like any narcissistic qualities in a profile, right? Yeah. Yep, 100%. Yeah, so that's, that's a big deal here. So nothing that's being just too showy here, okay, if it's really kind of narcissistic, If you've got those muscles and everything, you know, chances are she can notice that just by your build and through the clothing and you don't need to include some shirtless selfie, right? Bathroom mirror shirtless selfie. They look terrible. Any insincere profiles along that same line. So I'll read you an example here. This usually comes from the men trying to be funny. But what these women are seeing is they're seeing literally thousands of profiles in which the men are all trying to be funny. Therefore, none of them are because they're all using kind of the same cliches, forced humor. So it's not helping you to stand out. But one I read here with a client was he wrote, I'm 175 pounds of pure muscle and Thai food. Okay, and, and of course, he doesn't actually have any specifics listed about his his real interests, right? And who he is. And at the end of the day, the girl just doesn't know that, you know, what is that? Does he actually eat a lot of Thai food? Like, is that just a joke? I, I it also sounds, no it sounds kind of gross. <laughs> just like, that's not like a nice picture in my head. I can't imagine that being a nice picture. Yeah. I get what he's saying, but it's like, doesn't, something's weird about that. Yeah. You know, Thai food really does love Thai food, but there's a lot of grease and a lot of sugar in there. I don't know if that's a great image to be 175 pounds of pure Thai food, right? With respect to Thailand, love Thailand. Okay, so oh yeah, I love Thai food, absolutely. Right, right. No, um, I no. The the bottom line here is that the forced humor, the insincerity, isn't really helping here, and and I really see this one a lot too. Okay, I just see. I know there was an expert I sent you not too long ago. I'll just I'll read a short one here. I do not rock climb, but I am happy to watch safely from the bottom. I can cook a mean grilled cheese sandwich that'll knock your socks off. Just things like that. I mean, you obviously don't have a real interest in grilled cheese. You're certainly not a climber. You're not being as funny as you think you are. And the problem is most men are thinking along the same lines of if I add in some humor here, she's really going to like this. The problem being that you weren't the only one who had that idea. Every man had that idea. So so for all the listeners here, really look at your profiles right now. This will help you a lot. Think about it. Was did you did you actually include an insincere kind of forced humor comment in there? Okay, and then think about this. Are you the only one who had that idea, or do you think other men also have this idea? Okay, certainly the latter is true. So if they're not learning anything about you, they still can't make their decision about whether to date you or not. And so the kind of the forced humor lines aren't really gonna be a substitute for that, right? Yeah, no, I totally. It, it's basically like the bio is meant 
not to get a woman to be attracted to you because you're funny. That's what I feel like some guys think it is. Like, oh, this is this is a great way to show my humor. Now, in some cases, it is. Even we have in our template one line that it's just, but that's it. It's one line that's kind of like a funny, humorous thing that's obviously not real, but it's one quick line. And then the 98% of the rest of it is getting to know the person. So if you have a profile that's just filled with all this nonsense and humor, you're not doing the correct job of what that's for. And also, let's just say this, to give the argument of, well, women like you know guys who are funny, which is true, you're going to narrow your pool so small because there's going to be a lot of women who are just not going to find it funny. Okay, you might get a couple of women who would say, oh yeah, that's funny, but it's like, we're talking about a couple of women and at that point, let's hope those women even read your profile, they even like your pictures, all that stuff. So you just narrow your pool really small when you utilize your profile for that way and it doesn't work to where you need it to be. Which again, the profile is about her getting to know you. Not necessarily your personality, but who you are. So that's the idea. I agree entirely. Um, I think there, I'll clarify here. I think there's room for humor um, and making a profile conversational. But the, the problem is when you're trying to substitute actual specific information, okay, that makes up who you are with that humor, okay? And therefore, she's still not learning anything about you. And she's, she honestly, I, I've done hundreds of these. She's fed up with just reading just scores and scores of men all making witty lines. And then she knows nothing about them at the end. Just they yep. made some jokes. That's it, right? Yep, exactly. Cool. So what else? Yeah, this next one here is huge. Probably 80%, if not more, women are really going to agree with me on these typically when I set out a profile. Alcohol being present in the photo or perhaps a scene at a bar, right? Maybe the scenery itself is typically pretty unflattering. There can be some exceptions there. Sometimes you really do have a passion for connoisseur wines and maybe you've got a great photo of you touring a vineyard that can be a little bit more tasteful, but you have to be very careful with the beer or even just the fact that your background is you at a a dive bar, right? And the reason why I've seen a lot of these, these are really popular, okay, really trendy with men, not a good trend. The reason why men want to include this is because they think it's kind of implying, hey, they're lighthearted and fun. They know how to relax. You're going to have a great time if you go out with them. They're not overly serious. The truth of the matter is most people, most people by default are capable of sometimes going out to bars, going out for drinks. Okay, it's assumed. Now, when you choose to include something in your profile, you're usually doing it because it's a defining characteristic of you. Just like if I talk about my hobbies, I, I, for instance, I love dancing, right? I'm going to talk about that in a profile as a passion of mine because it's one of my defining traits or features. So that same logic there, when you talk about alcohol, whether you talk about it or you just showcase in a photo, she's making an assumption that that's probably a defining trait of yours and that's not a good thing. Okay, most women have had experiences. Some women have dated alcoholics, or at the very least, they've seen you know belligerence, right, caused by people who have had too much beer, and they're very, very wary of that. So, anytime, almost anytime, where you have beer in the photo, or even just the scene of being in a bar, it's a very, very bad thing, and you can bet a lot of women are passing on you for that, just for that yeah. alone. 
Yeah, or cigarettes or weed or other whatever. There's other pictures of you doing drugs, things like that. It's, it's again, listen, you might, it's more about like polarization. Yeah, you might get someone who's like, oh, nice. I also like to go to the bars. This guy looks like he knows how to party. I'm telling you that pool of women is going to be very, very small. So you are pushing away like 90 to 95% of women, maybe even more. You know, I'm sure, Eric, I, I have a feeling that when you tell me like the data on that in terms of, you know, what the women say about a guy with a drink or a cigarette, is it like 100% like all these women are like, no? So, or what's the percentage? So here's the thing. According to my research, it's it's at very minimum 80%, probably more. Sometimes women choose not to necessarily call it out. That doesn't mean that they liked it, though. That doesn't mean that 20% of women loved it. That just means they you know chose to kind of overlook it in that instance, right? So, so there's some additional effects going on there. So even if she's part of this 20% pool that doesn't call it out, that doesn't mean... Oh, she, yeah, 20% of women actually love that, right? Every now and then there will be an exception. I've, I've seen female profiles. They're like, hey, I really just want to get stoned with someone. You know, 420, hit me up so we can smoke together. That happens once in a while. But that's obviously very rare, okay? And for most people, you're, you're repelling them, you know, it, especially where I live because it's legal here. Weed is, it's very common, right? A lot of people smoke weed casually, not necessarily often, but it's not even worth mentioning. Just like drinking is not worth mentioning. It's assumed that you like to go out to bars once in a while, okay? If you include that in there, she's going to exaggerate the importance of that, okay? She's going to misperceive it and she's going to think that you're an addict, okay? Or that, that that's just, you don't have any other hobbies going on here, that drinking or drugs were the most important thing. So um, a lot of people do them. Don't include that, Okay. No reason to have that in there. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I would say this too. When we teach online dating in the coaching program, we do leave one line at the end that's meant for polarization. So I could see the only thing that you could probably put in there, and this is not in the pictures, by the way, this is in the actual bio, would be something like 420 friendly. Okay, so you could say that in the bio as now, again, there's a difference between literally a bio just saying 420 friendly uh, versus an awesome bio that has everything that needs to be in there and and all the different things about you. And then, you know, towards the end, it might say 420 friendly. I don't think that's the biggest deal. But the only reason why I think anyone should even use that line is because they are really into smoking weed and they are looking for a woman to do that with because it's like a hobby of theirs. You know, it's like this is something that is really a big part of their life and that's what they're looking for. And if you put that line in there, it's polarizing. So what does that mean? That means that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, oh, I'm not 420 friendly, swipe left and they're done. But then you'll get some of those women who are and they might see that and go, okay, I dig that. And they might actually really like it because they're that way too. So they'll be swiping right. This is one area of the profile. Again, I call the polarization line. And in that line, you could do something like 420 friendly, or you can say like, I don't know, maybe you're into BDSM or maybe you're a Trump supporter or a, or a hardcore uh, liberal, you know, BLM, whatever. And that's really, really important to you. That's your little tiny space to put that. So your cutting out the people who you know aren't into that and the ones that are. So that's my thought for, for something like that. 
Yeah, you just you really have to ask yourself, how important is it to me that I date someone who has this matching quality? Exactly. Because you're going to leave a lot of people out there, you know, once you put that. Right, right. Maybe you smoke 420, but you're perfectly happy. You know, your partner doesn't need to. You're happy dating anyone. Right. In that case, I would say keep it out. Now, if you're using the app because you specifically want to find someone you can smoke with and that's that's a valid choice. It's your life. Right then go ahead and keep that in there by all means. Okay. It makes sense to polarize in that case, but just for general, right. Generally speaking. Okay. If you're, if it's not important to you, what your, your partner, your would be date does there with her, you know, I guess we're talking about 420 now. So we're going to keep using that example, her 420 habits. Then I see no real reason to go ahead and make mention of that because you don't want to portray yourself as having an addiction or at least just having this be an extremely important part of your life. Okay. Yep. Cool. Alcohol is probably the bigger offender there. I see a lot of bar scenes, a lot of beers in photos, and it just, it never goes over well with my female panelists. So let's see here. Let's do another one. I think I have just a couple left we can do for today. Cool. Oh, this next one's also really big. In fact, I probably see this on about 50% of the client profile. So of our clients that come in, I probably see this about 50% of the time. Women do tend to really dislike it. When you have a photo that conveys yourself either being overly serious or tough or unfriendly. Okay. And that we could probably quickly summarize that is just a lack of a smile. Uh, Sometimes these men, they have mug shots, right? They have really (laughs) tough guy expressions, the sort of thing you would see in a mug shot, right? This begs the question, well, why are men doing this? Why are men trying to look tough or unfriendly anyway? And that's because they mistakenly believe that this is how you convey a sense of masculinity. Okay, that's not what masculinity means. It doesn't mean looking tough or unfriendly. It does mean looking confident, but that's not in lieu of a smile. You can, you can go ahead and have a smile. You can appear to be warm and inviting and yet also masculine and confident, right? Those two things definitely are compatible entirely, right? You can combine those and, and you should. So there's a, a lot of men who are mistakenly trying to have a serious or tough guy kind of look here. No, the truth is it just makes you look kind of psychotic or very unfriendly or cold at the, at the very best, right? That you're just cold. And I always tell my clients, you have to think about what women are doing here. Okay, first of all, they have thousands of matches to choose from, literally thousands of options here. So she's had a stressful day at work, right? She works a, a career, full career, just like most people do. And when she goes on a date, when she connects, she wants to she wants to have some fun. She wants to go on what I call a mini vacation, right? When she comes across your profile, do you want her to associate with you being as a stressful or serious person? Or do you want her to associate you as being someone who's going to show her some fun, be really warm and inviting out there to have a great time? Okay, you cannot afford to look tough or angry or uh, what I call neutral, okay? A lot of neutral expressions where what that basically means is that your facial expression is ambiguous. We don't know if you're happy or you're sad. You're kind of just flat, okay? You've got to get away from that. So definitely I, I would recommend that you always go with a smile. It doesn't have to be a giant dramatic clown smile. It can be a smirk. You can have a very confident, masculine-looking smirk there, but at least she knows that you're friendly and she's going to want to meet you and she knows that you're going to bring some happiness to the table, right? Yep, that's good. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I get clients' profile pictures back, Eric. I'm sure you've dealt with this too. Yes. And there's just no 
smirks or smiles anywhere. Not that it has to be this big grin. I actually don't like that either. I like, uh, I think the, not I like, but what works the best is a slight smirk, slightly above neutral. And sometimes I'll, I'll get these pictures back and it's just like all tough faces. Yeah. And I tell them like, we can't use any of these. Like we just can't. I mean, that happened like a couple months ago is I got a client's pictures back and he looked literally angry in all of them. It wasn't just like a neutral expression. Like his eyebrows were like furrowed, you know, and he was yeah. looking upset and it's like, oh wow, that's not going to work. Right. So, right. It's so important for you guys to make sure that you don't have that intense expression. I don't, again, I don't love the big massive smile with all your teeth either. Sometimes that's okay, but if, if all your pictures are like that, it's not good. But I'd still rather have that over angry. I'm not, I'm not going to tell a, a guy to go get new pictures if it's all big smiles, but I'll absolutely do that if it's all the opposite. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, a good just quick rule here for the listeners is that you should always be perceived as having some kind of a smile. Okay, now I, everyone smiles differently. I, my photographer, he just told me, you look terrible when you smile and you don't show your teeth. It's I, I cannot smile effectively when my teeth are not showing. I have to show some teeth just for whatever reason. OK, it's just that's what applies to me. OK, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. So you do actually want to practice and experiment with your smiling to see what looks good in the end. OK, when you're at least when you're trying out photos. OK, but you should always have just some degree, even if it's just 10 percent, like a little smirk showing that you're at least happy. OK, you want to invite them in. OK, that's the point of the profile. And my female panelists, when they do the reviews on this, and I get this feedback, which I do get a lot, this is going to be that line where they actually turn on the caps lock a lot. And they say, he cannot, they're yelling this at me now, right? Caps lock. He cannot have that intense expression, okay? He just, he cannot. That He looks like a killer. He looks like he's dangerous. Uh, I'm not going to meet this guy just because of that photo. Yeah. Right. So that's that's a pretty big one, in my opinion, now that I uh, see the caps lock flying on so many times. <laughs> Why don't we do one more here? This one's a little bit less dramatic, but it ties in very well to what we've been talking about. OK, so the failure to state what you are seeking or looking for in the profile. Interesting. Okay, and that okay. that actually kind of goes back to what we were talking about with maybe finding someone who's 420 friendly, if that's your thing. Um, women are actually on these apps for all sorts of reasons. Some are looking for kinky sex. Some are looking for hookups. Some are looking for marriage. Some are looking for, you know, long-term dating and some are looking for, Hey, I'm in town for a month. I'd like to have a quality relationship, but not necessarily long-term. Right. So they're all looking for different things. And this really surprised me. I think when I started doing these, because I had a lot of women coming back with this. They didn't know whether they should swipe right on a man simply because he did not state what he was looking for. Okay, so it, it's whatever you want. If you're looking for kinky sex, go for it, right? But go ahead and state that. And then that way she knows, hey, that's also what I'm looking for, okay? Because a lot of the times she's she's simply not going to ask for clarification. If she doesn't know what she you uh, want from the relationship or from the dating experience, she'll simply just move on, right, to the next one. There's a, like on Hinge currently, again, uh, I always try not to talk too much about the apps because they change so frequently. But yes. right now on Hinge, you have that opportunity to put that. It was funny because my brother's on the apps and I was looking at his profile 
and it said in the like the doesn't say the word seeking, but in that little box where it's like, okay, that's where you would put what you're looking for. It, he has life partner. And I was like, life partner? That, that, by the way, that's one of their options. And right. I said, that's interesting. I'm like, I, I don't hate that. It wasn't a critique, but I was like, life partner, that's one of their options? And he's like, yeah, they have, that's like one of their new options. You can put that on there. I was like, oh, interesting. So there's opportunities to put that on there depending on what app you're on. Yeah, yeah, and and you're right. They really are fluid, and they are changing a lot. I, I can almost never keep up, it seems, with how uh, quickly they do change. So it's a really easy, really easy way to kind of counteract this is to simply have just some type of line, just like even just something as vague as here for dating. Okay, at least that says like, oh, he's not just here for the hookup, right? And they know you're serious. If you are there for the hookup, go ahead and say it. It's obviously a little more polarizing, but there's women who are in fact looking for that. Okay, I promise you that. So if that's what you want, uh, that can be very effective. I will usually say or advise just, again, it depends on interests of the user, right? But just seeking for a long-term relationship or here to date, hoping for a long-term relationship eventually. Something, just even a quick mention of it, not necessarily in those exact words, but just indicating what your purpose for using this app is. Okay, that's that's actually pretty important. Yep. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Other things here just include um, making sure you don't have other people in the photos. It's very distracting. Women do this a lot for some reason, right? Group photos, you, uh, but men do it too, maybe to a lesser degree. So whether you're a male or female, it doesn't matter. Have the photo be about you. Yeah, Make I got sure it. I'll interrupt, interrupt real quick here on that one. Just so important. Sure. Guys, I had this conversation so much. Guys really believe... Actually, let's hear from you on this, Eric. Well, I think you kind of gave us the answer, but guys really believe that women want to see pictures of them with their friends, because it shows that they're social. And guys, they always try to convince me of that. I'm like, no, you don't want that for the reason that that you just said. It's like, oh, you'd rather have a picture in there of you because they're just trying to look at you. And that's the whole point. And so when you have friends in there, it's like a waste of a picture. And also, what if your friend's just better looking than you and then it doesn't make you look as good? Um, But I've never heard from a woman ever in my life that, she liked the guy's profile because he looked like he was a fun social guy. I've never heard that before. Right. So I don't know any thoughts on that. Yeah. So uh, the scientific term is going to be called social proofing, right? It's a very real thing, but unfortunately when it comes to profiles, you have other conflicting effects there. That is, there's just less focus. Okay. Cause now she's distracted. It, it might help some of the listeners here, if they imagine just, Pretend that everyone looking at your profile has ADHD, okay? They can't keep an attention span for that long. Everything's going to be a distraction. Or again, going back to the analogy with like, she has a a stack of resumes, okay? A hundred resumes, one position to fill. She's going to go through these pretty quick. So you really can't afford to give her additional mental labor here um, or to have to interpret anymore. Okay, which person is this? And usually, I usually get some pushback here from clients where they say, well, she can see my other photos where I'm by myself and it's pretty clear what I look like. Even an additional, just a split second of additional labor is going to be too much. Okay, when she's only spending a few seconds on the profile, that is actually a lot of extra work for her. You need your your photos to speak volumes about you and to keep it focused on you, okay? Awesome. I like it. Yeah. Good, good stuff here. Okay, we went over some good quick fixes. Uh, any other quick ones that you wanted to add in there? Yeah, these ones I don't categorize quite as highly. That doesn't mean they're not important. 
but usually like lighting and photos is problematic, right? You definitely got to get good quality photos. Most people are going to need professional photography, depending on kind of your complexion, people with fair skin, fair hair, they're going to suffer a lot more from like glare effects, things like that. So you kind of have to know what your weaknesses are, right? Yeah, lighting issues can definitely be a problem. Noisy backgrounds, just noisy background that can also include too many other people in the photo or if there's even just the midst of a crowd. Get this whole thing just really clean. Everyone has ADHD, okay? Just pretend everyone has ADHD and you'll do pretty well with that rule, okay? Help them focus. They're not very good at it. They have ADHD, right? Yeah, especially online when there's so many notifications and everything's popping right. up and so right. many options. So Make it so, clean yeah. for them. Cool. Eric, my man, that was awesome. Great tips. Guys, listen to it. Implement it. This is all good stuff. So if you're on an online dating app right now or a site, maybe you're making tweaks as you're listening to this. Start making these tweaks uh, immediately. Good stuff here, not only for the pictures, but for the bio too. Honestly, actually, I didn't really realize today we were going to go over the bio stuff. So that was an awesome surprise because everyone always talks about pictures, but I'm glad that we went over the whole thing and yeah. uh, it was, well, it was really helpful. Yeah, hundred percent guys. If you want to work with us and you want to help with your dating profile, you want us to help out with your pictures to pick the ones that are going to be the best to tweak your profile. So it's custom to you that makes sure that you get the most matches, which then lead to more dates. Go to coachedbytrip.com. I know it's funny because it says coachedbytrip.com, but you can also work with Eric. So we have lots of options for help, and that way we can get you in to the coaching program as soon as possible. So go check that out, coachedbytrip.com. Eric, any last thoughts here? Um, I just want to reiterate that everything you've heard today is coming from not only the women, but groups of women, okay? Samples that represent the population of women, Individual preferences, which is why you, you cannot just go ask your female friends for individual opinions. Um, they're, they're really not very useful. So I only include this feedback when I get things in the range of like 70 to 90 percent, right, of that group thought, you know, thought that thing about the, the bio or the expert or the, the profile photo there. OK, and if it's less than that, I don't even include them because we're not interested in individual opinions. This is coming from groups of women. Okay, groups of women, they represent a greater population of the women. None of it's perfect. There's always exceptions, of course. But in general, yeah, this is some really powerful stuff. I think with the alcohol photos, like we said, at minimum, 80% of women are really going to just, they're going to move on when they see that alcohol. Maybe another 10% didn't like it, but they didn't think it was that important or they just weren't paying that much attention at the time. And then, yeah, every now and then, you know, maybe one to five percent are going to be perfectly happy that you included it. OK, but let's go for statistics here. Most women really dislike some of these things that we talked about. OK, so it's coming from the women. That's my final thought there. Cool. Awesome. Eric, thanks so much, man. Great to chat with you, as always. And we'll have you back on in another month and continue our conversations here and keep on helping guys get better. So thanks again. Thank you very much.